This is the Horse Radio Network. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this night of Mongol Derby coverage, day two. I just wanted to make a note that on the recording tonight, there was some clicking. It was coming from Crystal in England, but we wanted to make sure that we heard her and her story. She had some fascinating ones. So it's on and off throughout the recording. There's nothing we could do about it, and we hope you still enjoy anyway. I think you will. Uh, it wasn't that bad, but I wanted to let you know we know about it, and uh, wasn't much we could do with her internet connection. So here's tonight's coverage. Welcome to night two of coverage of the Bongo Derby 2018. I am Glenn the Geek, founder of the Horse Radio Network. We are doing this Follow the Dot Party live at 8 p.m. Eastern every night till we have a winner on Horses in the Morning Facebook page. We will have different guests helping out over the next several nights. We are also putting the audio version out every night on the Horses in the Morning podcast feed. Just search for Horses in the Morning on your favorite podcast player or download the Horse Radio Network app on iOS or Android, and you can find all 17 of our shows. Our show is sponsored tonight by Distance Depot, the go-to retailer for distance riders everywhere, and it's brought to you in partnership with Practical Horseman Magazine. Tonight, we have two people joining us. We have Leslie Wiley's back with us, and Bateman. Of course, I have to ask you your new last name, but everybody knows you as Wiley anyway. Um, and we are joined by Crystal Kelly from England, who rode in the Derby in 2014. Good morning, ladies, or good evening, ladies. Good morning. I'm so used to doing an evening or, you know, a morning radio show that I'm so used to doing that. Crystal, thank you so much for staying up till one in the morning to talk to us. We appreciate it. Yes. <laughs> Very late for you. you. Watching the dots anyway, though, right? So that's right. Well, yeah. So had to be up anyways. <laughs> well, we're going to uh, just talk about tonight what happened on day one, and day two has just started. They have just started riding out, but Leslie's going to kind of give us a wrap up right away of what happened on day one. Where are we at, Leslie? Um, yeah, everyone. So the, uh, after a rain delay and rain slash, um, technology, uh, snafu yesterday, I guess the satellites weren't working is what it turned out to be, which I mean, I'm just saying we're really close to the Russian border. So <laughs> I call Russian meddling. All their Thanks. fault. <laughs> um, but anyway, they got off this morning, um, earlier than they usually do. Um, so make for a longer day of, um, riding than they usually have on the first day. And, um, so, uh, let's see who was out front. There was, uh, who came out front pretty early. Where my notes? I don't know. It didn't, it didn't matter because Devin Horn straight to the front. Yep. Lady. She didn't waste. And now at the end of the day, she sits or at the, well, uh, it's it's hard the time difference twelve hours but she ended day one um, almost an, a full leg in front of any other riders. That's right, and uh, she was so they as we talked about yesterday they stop at at the horse stations. Uh, we figured they you probably get two to three in in a day if you're really having a great day four she went four and a half. We got a little concerned last night as we were watching her dots because she didn't make it to station five by the time the time ran out and she had to get off her horse. She had she had circled back 
And when she circled back, her dot stopped. And we learned later by tweet that she had found a family along a creek and was staying with them. Mm -hmm. Yep. And she was just 5K from the next tour station. Um, but uh, but I'm glad, glad she found a, a sweet family to take her in. How those, many those miles did Devonhorn do the first day? She did 111 miles, which is like, <laughs> can we just put that in perspective? It's like more than Tevis Cup, more than, are, I mean, are there any other endurance races that are longer than that in a day? Uh, well, and not in the amount of time she did it in. I mean, she did it in great yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. It was incredible. I have the, also then following Devin, there were, according to your fancy little graphic you made, by the way, which was really terrific on Practical Horsemen. You can go there and see it. Eight riders made it to Horse Station 4. And let me tell you, the Australians and the New Zealanders were well represented in that group. Um, we had Annabelle Nisham, who right now is almost halfway to Station 5, so she's pushing Devin. We had Adrian Corby, uh, Corboy. Um, we had Angus Lowe from South Africa, Christine Roberts from the United States, Charlotte Howard from New Zealand, Kelsey Opstad from the United States, our Alaska girl. We had Eliza Allen from Australia, and we had Trudy Thompson Morton from New Zealand. So the you know, Aussies and the New Zealanders are where we expect at this point out in front, you know, leading the way. So they're doing very well. Um, we did have a sad report of a retiree. Did you hear that? I did. Bummer. Yep. We had Samantha Anderson from South Africa. The first rider, female rider ever from South Africa had to retire due to an ankle or an ankle problem. And they had to bring her to the hospital for, uh, for x-rays and things. So she might be back. You never know. You never know. Um, and then I was really surprised, Crystal. We only have one rider from the UK this year. Usually you're well represented. Yeah, yeah, no, that's definitely true. And this year, yeah, just the one. And and how is she doing? I didn't see. You said Emma. Well, actually, um, I'll have to check. We'll have to take a look at where she's at right now. I'm not sure. We, uh, it's hard to track everybody. But I know we, that's the thing. And all the little initials on Twitter. Yes, <laughs> the initials are tough. Um, yeah, we're. Uh, are you still getting the glitchy sound there, Leslie? Mm -hmm. hey, let me see something here. All right, I'm going to just double check that. So what else did we have from day one there, Leslie? Um, so what, what happened in the non-Devon show? Is what you're, what yes, you're... what happened in the well... non-Devon show? That's right. <laughs> With everybody else. Um, well, I think it was super muddy out there. It kind of seemed like a little, had some like real tough mutter vibes going on, I think, because they had just like incredible monsoon rains yesterday, lots of flooding. So it looked like they were riding through a lot of standing water and mud. Um, so that's, you know, that's, that's a, but you know, they, they roll with it. Um, I think they had some rain storms that they rode through today. Um, but, um, you know, part of the course, uh, along with naughty ponies. Um, I think a few people took spills, um, there's a little bit of getting lost, um, and, uh, you know, unintentional detours and, um, let's see, one rider, um, uh, Gemma, uh, Ratcliffe from here's, here's the answer to your question. <laughs> Gemma Ratcliffe from the UK. Um, she, she got, she took a tumble between, or was bucked off. <laughs> 
took a tumble is such a dent, gentle way of uh, it's like never gentle in the in the derby. She got she got uh, hit with the ejector button um, between horse station two and three, and um, medics checked her out. Um, and she had no visible signs of injury. Um, so they, but they, so she took the carry forward to the third horse station, which incurs a three hour penalty. Um, and then I think she was going to reevaluate how she was feeling this morning, but it looks like, um, this morning slash tonight, but, um, it looks like she's off and running again. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I would have told it was. And uh, Crystal, we did determine this is coming. That static's coming from you, so um, I, well, I'm going to have you disconnect and then try and connect in again. Sure. We'll, we'll see if we can get that better. I think that's yeah, that's where the problem. It's coming from her end. It might be an internet issue too. I'm not sure. So I was just going to check um, and see if Gemma was underway yet this morning. Let's take a look at her. And w- while Gemma I'm doing, Dom- is she? <laughs> so where's that Gemma dog? I know. I'm going to take a look for that. Tell us where our friend Jocelyn Pierce from Practical Horseman is. Man, she's hanging right in there. She um, she apparently did not come over to, um, you know, uh, go on a little rinky-dink trail ride or just um, write, write um, you know, the survive- story of how she survived. Like, she's, like, going for it. Um, which is awesome, but she finished, um, and it looks like at some point she was uh, paired up with um, Maddie Smith from California um, and um, Pamela Carner from New York. So we've got our American American girls um, riding out together, and she ended up in one of the gr- in one of the in the little uh, clump of riders that didn't quite make it to Horse Station Four. So they camped out about eight. 8K short of um, uh, the fourth horse station with five other riders. And so uh, she's top 15. She's hanging in there. And I did see that all of those riders made it into the horse station this morning. So they, they, they survived the night. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if we have a story yet of like, did they end up where they just, they just hobble their horses and camp out or did they um, bunk up in a or two with a family? Uh, yeah. Don't know. But, um, I'm not sure either, but I did confirm that Gemma, our UK rider, is on the move. She's past uh, Station 3, heading to Station hey, 4. Bouncing so, back. Good for her. Good for her. Um, so at this point, they're a little tired. What was day two like for you, Crystal? Do you remember from 2014 after your first day? Oh, Crystal, are you there? I think... I was, can you guys hear me? Yep, we can hear you now. Yep. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, day two, I think I was still trying to figure out my groove, figure out my method of horses and gear and, and everything. And of course, I was so beat from the first, you know, it just hits your body like how derby is. And so I was already having some aches and pains come up and I was just, Fighting the bullet and like, okay, I survived the first day. It's going to get easier from here. So I was still hopeful. You, Leslie? Day two? Yeah, you were in the lead too. So you were going out on a high a little bit. Yeah. 
Yeah, we woke up day two too, um, and I'd stayed out with a with this lovely herder's family um, um, that uh, murdered a mouse in front of me the night before as like after dinner entertainment. That was like that was pretty novel cultural experience. But um, but uh, woke up and it was just absolutely torrential ice. Like I, they called it an icy monsoon. I didn't know it was a thing. And so, uh, yeah, so whatever enthusiasm I had, um, I sort of dissipated when I rode off into the storm, but that went away, huh? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And what did you do to tie your pony up that night? Did they have Uh, a corral or were they high lined or what were they? Yeah, they're high lined. High lined. Yeah. Is that how they pretty much tie all their ponies high lined? Yeah. Yeah. Or they go out in herds and they're hobbled and yeah. Yeah. They just round them back up in the morning. I think they usually had the ones they were going to ride next day or something on the mm-hmm. line. Yeah. And the others were out around or something. Yeah. Crystal, mm-hmm. did you ever stay with the family at night or were you in the or two zone every, t- every night? I actually preferred to stay with the family. So I, I know the first couple of days, I, I think I tried to stay in the horse stations. And then it just wasn't that much fun because they were crowded and there was, I mean, I was in the the first three days I was riding on my own and I was sort of in the front of the pack as well. Um, But, you know, everyone in the front of the pack is in it to win it. So you arrive to the horse station and it's all business, you know, you're not really chit-chatting or something. Um, So I actually preferred staying at the random girls with random family. So after I think day three, I don't think I stayed in a horse station after that. And I was every night with a, a just random family that I found. I never had to camp like on my own. I always found a family somewhere. Was it noodles and goat every night? <laughs> it was. <yes. laughs> yeah. No, by the goat. end, I was uh, definitely tired of the noodles. <laughs> <laughs> Where do they find those goats anyway? They just seem to find goats everywhere. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging up in their girl, yeah, yeah. upside down. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was, um, did you guys have any trouble with water? Where did you, I don't think I've asked that question before. W- was water supplied to you or were you getting water from the families or streams? How were you getting water? At the horse stations, I think they had some um, uh, boiled water or something, but obviously most of the riders put the little iodine tablets in their hydration pack. Um I I had been living in India for two years and I was eating and drinking the local food and water there. So I wasn't too concerned about the Mongolian water. Yeah. Um, so I don't think yeah, I tried <laughs> the iodine tablets and they were pretty nasty tasting. Um, and then I ended up teaming up with a French guy and he was very French. And so he would just flirt his way at every horse station into getting bottled water in our hydration packs, which was pretty good. So <laughs> <laughs> it pays to be so French. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that worked. <laughs> I uh we've had a request for an update on uh, Michael Gaskin and he is heading now he's a little past halfway between three and four. So it looks like he's riding his uh, average speed right now is seven and a half kilometers an hour. And he's covered 127 kilometers at this point. 
So right. uh, I think he's probably just plugging along. We have had a couple questions I think you guys can answer too. One of them is, how important it is, is it to be in the lead at this point? And I think we've answered that in years past, haven't we? Uh, Leslie, you want to take that one? <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. Anything can happen. <laughs> yeah. Which day was it, Leslie, that your horse decided to vacate the premises? Three. Three? Three. Yeah. 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 I was right up at the top of the field until the hump day. <laughs> eight bulls, day three. Yeah, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. So anything can happen. We're only at day two and there's uh, six days to go. So um, anything can happen. Weather can play a big factor too, and they've had some pretty crappy weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like they had some bad storms out today. Did you have bad weather the year you were there, Crystal, from icy cold to rain? Or I remember on one horse, so not even like the entire day, but on one horse and one horse station, I had sunshine, and then it went hailstorm, and then it was sunshine again, and. You know, because it was sunny, I had my jacket off and I was on a wild little stallion pony and I had no brakes. So there was no stopping when the hail stopped. When the hail started, there was no stopping to put on my jacket. And I just remember this, like, because of the hail hitting my helmet, I had to just look. Oh, I think we've completely lost our... I couldn't look anywhere. I couldn't see anything. And I just prayed that he was going in the correct direction. And I remember I reached the horse station and the hail stopped and I was just shaking like my whole body. I didn't have the jacket and I'm from California. So hail is not something I've experienced commonly in my life. Um, So I definitely, it took me a little bit to recover from that one. (laughs) I bet. Hail is not something you can really do much about either. you got to get under cover of some sort or it just hurts. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, Crystal, unfortunately, I think you've totally locked up. <laughs> I think she's gone now. England has shut off the internet for the night. Uh, but thank you for joining us. Oh, she's completely gone. Uh, so <laughs> she's out of here. So so when you got to day two, as I said, and you're, you're riding out there, were you really sore after day one? Because you put on some miles in day one, too. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't remember. Be, I don't remember that sort of feeling of being super sore setting in until i don't know i may have just been like on a on a adrenaline high at that point and um but yeah but day three though for sure day three was the morning that i woke up and i was like oh do i have to (laughs) that was the day huh yeah (laughs) what uh what was the most sore parts are you allowed to talk about the most sore parts (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think it varies by person, but um, I felt like my knees were about to snap off. Um, some unmentionable, bit, unmentionable bits, especially after I lost my shaving shave uh, cream. Um, eh, yeah, every I think everything hurt. Everything. Uh, all right, we got Crystal back. We'll see if we can get her back on. Crystal, are you back? Up. I don't think so. All right. I'm not sure what's going on with Crystal's connection, but it's not good. Well, so um, where 
so we were answering the question earlier about uh, it's a sprint or it's not a sprint. And, you know, it's good to be in the lead at this point. But if you check right now, I just took a look. And if you take a look at where everybody is, they're pretty close. I mean, we had an 80 kilometer difference between the leader and the back of the pack last night. But that's and that's going to spread out even more. But when you take a look at uh, at Devin, by the way, has now left number five. But Mm -hmm. right now we have several riders. We have Eliza, we have Adrian, we have, uh, who else is coming in? And a couple of others that are coming into five now. So they're not that far behind when you're considering how long a race this is. And Devin right now will have ridden... Um, she's probably in the 200 or 150 to 200 range at this point. Let me Mm -hmm. take a look at hers. She's at 167 kilometers averaging, no average. She doesn't get an average. Uh, but, and she's ridden six kilometers so far today. How long do they make you wait in the stations? Oh, you can get in and out as fast as you can get your saddle off one horse and pass the vet and get it on another horse. Um, I remember, so Devin was, Devin trained me for the Derby last year and she would talk about, um, coming into the horse stations and she didn't even take time to eat. She just would grab like a handful of noodles, stuff them into her bra and then eat them on the go (laughs) on down the road. A new, a new term for bra cup right there. Yep. (laughs) Cup of noodle. Um, I hope she does that better. I hope she eats better this year. And as a matter of fact, they said that on the Mongol Derby uh, feed, they said hopefully she's eating because that's what got her in trouble and why one of the reasons she got so sick the last time out. She, yeah. wa- she wasn't hydrating or eating properly. So, um, Crystal, can we hear you now? Can you? I hope so. Yes, there you are. You're back. So, I, you know, I think eating and drinking on a because it's such a long race is so important. You are going to fail by the third day if you're not eating and drinking properly. Oh, definitely. I mean, you need that. energy. It's got to come from somewhere because especially on day three, when everything seems depleted, like you have to have something to keep you going. While you were gone, Leslie said day three, that morning was the day she really felt it and felt like she didn't want to get up that day. Was the same for you? had this thing yeah actually on day three i was really like why am i here <laughs> why was i thinking like how much longer <laughs> yeah exactly and, and i just and, you know like i said i was actually at that point riding by myself and it just wasn't very much fun by myself you know i was just go 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 and so that was actually the morning day three that i i teamed up and said you know what i'm just gonna enjoy this and have fun so that's what i did where uh, at what point did you just get numb and you were just riding? At what point did that happen? Oh gosh, I think I, I know I had a moment in the derby where I know the moment I went just totally crazy, but I, I don't. I think I don't remember exactly what day, but it was probably four or five, and I remember I was on a horse a really lazy horse and so was my now like teammate we'll say and we were both on just really lazy lazy horses and out of nowhere these two dogs just started barking and chasing us and these horses who were just total donkeys not moving anywhere suddenly perked up and started running into the distance 
And as soon as the dogs were out of sight, they both slammed on the brakes and started just walking again. And I looked at my friend and I was like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And I turned to my pony and just started barking like a dog. <laughs> and of course, these two ponies, they didn't know where it was coming from. So they just started freaking out and just running. And so we ended up barking them all the way to the horse station. And that was the moment that I knew, crazy, but it was working. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie, did you get a numb point where you just got numb and physically? Yeah, I don't remember much between like day five and day in the finish line. It was a little, was a little bit of a blur. <laughs> well, let's remind everybody what happened to you last year for, for people just tuning in for the first time this year. You, your pony um, didn't like you at one point and decided to uh, vacate the premises. You had gotten off the pony, right? Yes. Was this day two or three? What day was this? Three. 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 And yeah. you got off and the pony left town with all of your stuff. Mm-hmm. You ended up, what, catching a ride? How, what happened after the pony left? Um, well, when it became clear that the pony was never coming back ever, um, <laughs> I pushed my, pushed my spot tracker, and they came and fetched me and brought me back to the station I'd just come from. Um, and, um, and then um, I hitched a ride on a new horse. Without stirrups. With yeah, they were like, here's a pony, here's a saddle. Here's a bridle. We don't. We just don't have stirrups. I'm like, well, okay. Glad I. <laughs> glad for all those lunch lessons. <laughs> <laughs> and you rode the whole twenty some twenty five kilometers without stirrups. Mm-hmm. What was that I like? Somebody, the the race crew found me. And I was like, you guys are useless. Like like where were you? You know, fifty or like <laughs> like twenty k ago like three, three kilometers from the next horse station. And with these, um, camel, these rusty camel stirrups, they bartered off of some herder and some ratchet strap. And they're like, we gotcha. And I'm like, great. (laughs) Did you have nice rub marks from the ratchet straps? (laughs) They're two different height. I was like, oh, (laughs) well, most of the ponies were crooked anyway. Right. I ride out with them. One of them just fell off. I was at the dead gallop, you know, leaving the station. One of them just. So. <laughs> I'm asked for an update on the happy couple, and it looks like Nikki and Joel are still riding together. Uh, look at those two uh, between yeah. four and five. Yeah. Here's an exciting update. If they make it to the finish line, which I'm sure they will, um, they're getting married at the finish line. Like that's the new word on the street. Really? Uh huh. Who's doing the Which wedding? They get some Mongol priest. For the wedding. They have a monk lined up, or what? Huh. What? I, they... I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna pull. I know. <laughs> would they like dip a priest over? I don't. I don't know how how legal that's going legally binding that's going to be. But um, or what they're going to be do about the wedding that they've already got planned. But <laughs> whatever. <laughs> And, yeah, I was going to say legally London. binding, probably not so much. Unless... <laughs> yeah. Do you think they have uh, marriage certificates in in uh, Mongolia? I doubt it. Uh, maybe steps. <laughs> not in the steps. You're right. So yes, those two are still out there. They're riding together and doing very well so far. It looks like. Um, 
I did want to mention that something interesting is happening this year. We had an interview on last night's show. If you missed it, go back to horseinthemorning.com and you'll listen to the podcast. Tom Morgan was the founder of The Adventurist, and we had an interview with him. And he told us in the interview that he was going to ride this year kind of as a lark. He's not really a rider. He's not really a horseman. And he was going to ride. Well, he came into Station 3 yesterday. He did three stations in one day. And he's still going. So good for him. Um, they call him. Yep. Mr. Tom. Yeah, he's the big boss. He's the one that invented yeah. all this stuff. And I don't know uh, if you guys heard, but they're looking at doing, or they are going to do, another horse race in Patagonia next year. They're adding that to the list. And they're looking at it being a distance race, much like this one, riding the local ponies down there and horses, more like it, probably down there. But yeah, so uh, Devin said she was going to retire after this race. And then she heard about that. And all of a sudden, she's not retiring anymore. So we'll see how Patagonia plays out next year. Any desire to go back, Crystal? I I love Mongolia, and I've been back to Mongolia before. I'm not sure if I would do the Derby again, um, but I would definitely ride horses in Mongolia. Well, you've sure. you've been to a lot of countries. You lived in India, Bhutan, uh, Bhutan, Romania, Italy, a whole bunch of places, huh? Yes, yes, it's true. So I, I do travel a lot working with horses, and so... I do. I do really love Mongolia. There's something about it that, yeah, it's not like anywhere else. So definitely riding horses in Mongolia was uh, one of the bucket list things that I did. And so I'm dying to do that again. Leslie, we know how you feel about riding again in Mongolia. Patagonia, any uh, any South America? I know. Funny is as happy as I am to like be in my bathtub, you know, before this part, like drinking my wine, like refreshing my Twitter feed constantly. Like, I, I kind of am like, man, I kind of would do that again. I'm kind of jealous. Oh, no. I remember <laughs> you saying not that before. <laughs> Don't anybody let me do it. Cut me off. <laughs> we'll talk you out of it, Leslie. We'll talk you out of it. Um, what, one other update. Yesterday, the Pakistani rider, remember he lost all his luggage on the airplane and never he had to borrow kit to even go? Saif Noon, well, he took a spill in the mud yesterday. You had a dramatic picture on Practical Horseman of him. Yeah, it was just him and him and his horse just going down, Ugh. going down like stone in some mud muddy water it was it was it's dramatic yeah that guy's that guy's um gonna he's got some i hope he, it rains soon for his sake just to walk, wash him off he is not going to be dry for seven days so. yeah. <laughs> we also are getting a request for an update for on mgr uh who's mgr I don't even have an MGR, so I don't know who that is on my list. Hmm. Yeah, I don't have an MGR. I don't know who that is. Of all the places that you've ridden horses, uh, Crystal, where's the coolest? Bhutan is up there. Um, It's a small landlocked country in the Himalayas. It's touching India and China and Bhutan. um, Actually, no one in Bhutan is riding horses. The locals just chase them up mountains with sticks and they carry the packs. And and so that was my first time in Bhutan was in 2013. And I went to help develop the riding program there. And it's really, really cool. Like I went this year again with a group of people. And some of them were Mongol Derby veterans as well. So it was really cool to catch up with them and have another adventure very similar on similar mountain ponies, you know, very sturdy things. And 
yeah, we rode through monasteries with little tiny boys, you know, in their robes, little monks. And yeah, it was just a, it's a really cool country to go with horses and without horses. It's just super interesting place. We, um, I'm just reading the updates here from everybody, and I think your husband, Tommy, had a heart attack just a few minutes ago um, uh, when you said about going back out again to do something that that desire was there. He said uh, no. <laughs> just a, I just made that I know up. He's <laughs> I was just kidding. <laughs> She's just kidding. Yay. Oh, he just wrote impossible. <laughs> <laughs> We're still paying off the last one, he said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, uh, Michael Graham is who they think that they mean. And uh, let's take a look at Michael here quick and see what he's up to. And oh, oh, by the way, I'm getting a report, and maybe, Leslie, you can check on this, that uh, Devin's dot has stopped. No, Devin. The Devin dot. The Devin dot has stopped. Let's see. Michael, or is it Matthew Graham? I'm sorry. Uh, it looks like he is between three and four. He's averaging 10 kilometers an hour right now. He's booking. Um, and he's at about 125 kilometers total. So that's where we're at with them. <laughs> Tommy says, no, I didn't. Yeah, I'm putting words in your mouth, Tommy. I'm helping you out. I'm a horse husband. I'm trying to help you out. And he's uh, Matthew is riding in honor of his late wife, uh, who loved horses, and we talked about him a little bit last night. So good for him, and good for him still being out there. He's the yoga teacher and the mechanical engineer and the whole thing. Uh, he's also a rock climber and a skier. He's a pretty tough dude. So I think he's doing just fine, and he seems to be riding uh, pretty well right now. What's our report on Devin, the leader? She does not. She seems like she's not going at Devon warp speed uh -oh. um so what's going on um yeah i'm not seeing it bounce forward well now let's give her the benefit of the doubt you do have to go to the bathroom at some point right i mean yeah or in Devin's case throw up which <laughs> And if you wonder why we're saying that, go watch the movie on Amazon Prime called All the Wild Horses. If you haven't seen it yet, you need to see it. It really does give you... Did you see it, Crystal? I did see it. Yeah. yeah. Does it give you a really good feeling of what it's like? Oh, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of really good shots in there that I'm like, mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see Devin throwing up many, many times... Now, I did... Evo's going to be on tomorrow night, actually, The who produced the movie and rode road with you guys to do the to videos and stuff um he's going to be on tomorrow night along with devin's dad's going to be here sandy's going to be here and uh so go definitely watch the movie i did say to eva why do you have to actually sh we could have gotten the idea of hearing her we didn't need to see her all three times um but he insisted on putting it in to show the graphic nature of what the mongol derby's like well, I think we're going to wrap it up here tonight. We're still in the early days. We have a lot to go. There'll be a lot more news. It looks like the Twitter feed from the Mongol Derby headquarters has stopped. They are sleeping or yeah. eating breakfast. I don't know. There hasn't been a tweet in a while. It uh, looks like an hour. Uh, I don't know if they've fallen asleep or what's happened there. But uh, we are going Russian. to call it Russian a... What's that? Russian interference. <laughs> That's Russian interference. <laughs> I do... 
I do want to mention our sponsor, the Distant Depot. They specialize in top-quality custom-made beta-biothane tack, handmade to your specifications in their store in Missouri. They all make it right there, and it's very cool. We have some. They've made a bunch of custom tack for the USA Endurance teams in the past 12 years and also the USA Young Rider World Championships. They offer riding apparel, boots and helmets, saddle pads, girth and hoof boots, and so much more. And also, they have a special for, for all the listeners here of our Mongol Derby coverage, if you use Mongol 18, all one word, all capitals, M-O-N-G-O-L, the letters 18 with no spaces, you'll get 15% off most of their items that they have in stock. So go over to distancedepot.com, thedistancedepot.com, put the dot in there, and put in Mongol 18 at checkout, and you'll get 15% off most of their items. Well, thank you so much, Crystal, for joining us. We appreciate it all the way from England. You can go to bed now. And thank you, Leslie. We'll see you in a couple nights, right? Yeah. Tomorrow night you can you can stay in the tub and enjoy watching from the from the bathtub. Okay. I made you get out tonight and actually come to the thing. But uh, we appreciate you joining us. And don't forget, if you missed any part of this and want to catch the rest of it, just go to horsesinthemorning.com and you'll find the podcast feed. You'll get the audio version there. Uh, We're going to do this again tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. I'll be at a hotel in Philadelphia at the American Equestrian Trade Association Conference. So we'll hope my internet holds up. And also, tomorrow morning, there will be a show on Horses in the Morning, but it won't be live. It will be recorded. And Jamie and one of our auditors, Meg, and Jemmy will be recording a show for you and putting it out on the feed, but there will not be a live show as Jennifer and I will be traveling. So that's what's going on there. Leslie, give a plug for Practical Horseman. Where can you find the daily articles? Yeah, you can find them. Um, an easy way to do it is go to um, go like Practical Horseman on Facebook, and then you'll just see them see him pop up on your news feed every day. Um, or you can go to the website, practicalhorsemanmag.com, and, um, and it'll come up for you there, too. Very good. And do you have a website or anything, Crystal? Where can people find you? Yeah, I do. I have a website. It's chriscolumbus.com, and it's spelled K-R-Y-S, like my name, Crystal, and Columbus K. And I have lots of blogs and things on there, and of course, anyone can follow me to my social media through the website. So. And uh, all right. Very good. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody. We'll see y'all tomorrow night. Bye.